D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K. Another episode of The Kickback with Sabrina, Sharika, and E.B. Sit back, relax, and vibe. Well, 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 here we are back again. And I want to just give a special shout out to a special friend who listens. And all of y'all are important to us, trust me. But I had a great weekend. And part of that great weekend was welcoming my new pastors at my church. And my church, the pastors, they change around every couple of years or so. Just depends. Some will say depends on the Lord's will. Others will say, I don't know, Sharika, what would others say? Just I guess exactly um but this I do feel like this is a god move I'm already familiar with uh the wife and I feel like her ministry has already had a positive impact on my life the few times I've had to interact with her but I don't know her husband that well Uh, I know that he is also a fan of performing arts ministry and those of you who know me know like that is my heart heart uh so that's cool We have a beautiful Sunday and as I'm exiting the church, I'm like, I need to just go give the pastor like a handshake and tell him, I'm so excited about you being here. Doug and I have to have you over for dinner. And he says to me, you know, it's good to like put a, like, I know your voice or something like it's good to put your face with your voice. And I'm like, wait, what? Cause I've never met him before. Y'all, why does my new pastor listen to the pod? I don't know why that made me feel like right now, even my armpits are sweating. That's not a big deal. I don't know why it makes me feel anxious. I honestly feel like when it comes to the podcast, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Really, I think of this time as this opportunity to connect with my good friends, Ebi and Sharika, especially now that I've transitioned into a new career where I don't get to have lunch with them every day, but lunchtime was one of my favorite times in my old job because we just sit around and kick back and like had the best time. So for me, this is like that again. And with these two amazing people, Ebi and Sharika, I just have no guard up. I have no filter. I'm just being myself. But with certain areas of my life, I definitely more guarded, not fake, but you know, I just Mm. am very cautious about who I give access to certain parts of me. Um, but hey, pastor, I guess you already know how I am. <laughs> forgive me for, <laughs> forgive me for the times that I said the H word on the pod. I think I said the N word on the pod. Um, I don't know. Forgive me for the time I talked about Melania's naked pictures. I just feel like I need to go through Girl, like this is a confession. Yes, I know I do. And why do I feel like that? I know my pastor isn't Jesus. I don't know him. Hopefully he's not judgmental. I don't think he is. This is all in my head. Christians, why are we like this? Why do we put these people on a pedestal? I'm talking to myself. I'm looking in the mirror because now for the next couple of years, I feel like I need to filter myself because I'm like, oh my gosh, my pastor is listening. <laughs> well, I figure if he felt away, he probably wouldn't be listening still. So obviously he Fair. doesn't mind. Obviously. And that's crazy because you know what? I'm pretty sure it's Galatians. It's like, You know, am I afraid of man or am I afraid of God? If I was afraid of man, I wouldn't be a true follower of Christ. Like God knows me inside and out. Mm -hmm. And I just be out here wilding, wilding out. And my pastor, I feel like knows me a little bit from the pot. And I'm like, oh, no, I got to clean, get my stuff together. Anyway, welcome, everyone. And especially welcome to the pastor. Sharika, you want to tell the people how you're feeling? And then I guess I'll do my temp check. That was just my um, confession, not my temp. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right. The temp is a little lower this week than it was the last week. But y'all, I am a few days away from vacation, so I cannot wait. But you know, the few days, like the last few days before you go to vacation are just like the worst because you're leaving work. And so it's like all these things, let me hurry up and do this, hurry up and do that. I got to get this done, got to get done, that done. So it's always, you know, it's a little rushed and busy and hurried. So that's always just like, um, so it just makes me, you know, you know, just makes you a little more weary because you just got so much that you're trying to do before you go on vacation. 
Um, uh, my, so my temp would be, hmm, a 98. Oh, maybe not that high. Maybe an 80, 88. Yeah, 88. Um, I'm going, I'm going to look up the words to my song. <laughs> so I, this is an oldie, oldie. I don't know if it's a good, goodie, but it's an oldie. Maybe y'all know it. Maybe you don't, but it's by a gentleman, uh, named Daniel Beddingfield. You might know his sister, Natasha. Yeah. He had a song called, I gotta get through this. And that's how I feel. I gotta get through this. I gotta get through this. I gotta make it, I gotta make it through this. Said, oh, I gotta not the testimony. This. I gotta get through this. I gotta take my mind off of you, but it's not you as in a person, you as in this place of work. So that is my song. That is my tip. You will get through it, friend. And I feel like if there's one thing you're going to do, it's going to be make the most of your vacation time because you have like the most fun things happening. And I cannot wait until you get back and you can tell us uh, all about it. I, I'm excited, but I, I'm realizing that like, I usually don't get like travel anxiety, but I'm realizing more and more. I hate, I hate. And I know it's not that I hate flying. I don't really love flying, but what I hate more than flying is the airport. I hate yeah. going to the airport. I hate trying to navigate through the airport. You pull in a suitcase, you're carrying a bag. It's this way, it's that way. Oh no, the gate has moved. Oh no, my flight is canceled. <laughs> it's delayed. It's like, it's too much. Come on now. Air, the airlines have just been ridiculous with all the things going on. Every person I know that has flown in the past year or so has either had a delay or a cancellation or multiple delays, myself included. It's just becoming anxiety ridden for me because I'm just like, you go there with your anticipation to go to your trip or wherever you plan on going. And at this point, are we going to make it? When when are we going to make it? Is it going to be today? Is it going to be tomorrow? (laughs) Girl, remember you were taking me to the airport and we had to turn around because they moved my flight. I had to go out the next day. that? It's just like, what is going on over there at the airport? So I am like a little bit dreading it because it's just all the shenanigans. So yeah, I'm not really looking forward to that part, but hopefully it goes smoothly and then I can actually enjoy my vacation and make it back home (laughs) on time. We'll see. And that's my hope for you too, friend. I hope that every flight you have booked is as is with no changes. But above that, I hope you just have safe travels because oof, we already know. I mean, I know five people who just tried to travel down to see a quick little shipwreck and they didn't get to oh, come back. So <laughs> I just hope you, I'm just like, Lord, get us there and back safe. You never know in the blink okay. of an eye. Um, <laughs> I'm not going on vacation, but I am also feeling like the... I don't want to say the weight because that has a negative connotation, but I'm just feeling like the hustle and bustle of work. You all mm-hmm. know, I don't know if I've talked about my new position that I started in January, but basically I do the company town halls for the CEO's office and it's a lot. So <laughs> I'm back in like the creative event planning space. And after the town hall, we had that one in April and it went awesome. And that was my first one top to bottom in January. I really just shadowed. But here's the problem when you um, are successful at something. Mm. I don't want to say it's a problem. Here's the challenge for me, not for a person who's in a completely healthy mindset. Then there's like this idea of, can I reproduce it? Can I do it again? Like I was up the other night, like, Pacing and Doug's like, Sabrina, you did all that stuff for the Salvation Army. And this is not even half of that. You're fine. And I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> um. but, but he's right. Like, you know, we control our mindset and it's up to me what I'm going to focus on. Am I going to focus on all the possibilities for failure? Or mm. am I going to focus on the fact that so far in my life, I've been able to do what I need to do and it's been fine. So unfortunately, I'm still thinking about all the possibilities of failure, <laughs> feeling uh, the weight of it because the one in April just went so well. And I'm like hoping this one will go well. This time I'll be in Rhode Island in July. That's mm-hmm. great. That's where um, our headquarters is. Last time I was in Connecticut. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but my vibe is definitely like, I don't know. I'm not sweating yet. 
but maybe like uh, 87 degrees, but not a Florida 87 like a North Carolina 87. So you still have mm-hmm. a cool morning and a cool evening. And my song is Whistle While You Work. <laughs> Whistle While You Work and Cheerfully Together, we can tidy up this place. So hum a merry tune. It won't take long when there's a song to help you set the pace. I really am just trying to have my playlist together, my Mm. uh, checklist together, and really just focus on the details and the work because it's really hard to have like that um, uh, doomsday or catastrophe mindset Mm. when you're like in the details of what you're doing. It's hard for me to spiral. So I'm just trying to whistle while I work, Sharika. That's where I am. That's my vibe. Hope we can get it all together by the time the town hall is here. I have no doubts in you, friend, but it's easy saying that on my side when the work is not on my plate. But, you know, the Lord has not failed you yet. He has seen you through all the other events and all the things and your talents and skills are rightly fitted for what you're doing. So I don't see any reason that this will be any less spectacular than the ones in the past and the ones to come. You know, friend, I saw a beautiful quote on Facebook the other day. I'm not going to quote it directly because I can't remember it, but they basically said like when the Lord called you to do what you needed to do, he already knew like all your flaws. Mm. And I was like, you know what? That's such an obvious statement, but also yes, because sometimes the things in us that were like, that create like the self doubt. And, and when we're on our Moses, like not me, <laughs> you chose the wrong mm. person. Mm-hmm. And God's like, no, exactly you. And don't like psych yourself out about all these things about you. Like I knew that before I chose you and I still chose you. So just mm. get the work done. So, Girl, that's yeah. a word. Listen, that's a word. Some, social media can really, the Holy Spirit can really work through the social media posts. And sometimes not so much. Okay, the enemy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, but friend, uh, speaking of vacations and fun things to do, you and I not only had a good weekend because we got to sit under the leadership of our new pastors, but we also got to do something else that we've been talking about. And what mm-hmm. was that, friend? I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing. We went to the Little Mermaid. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Rooting for everybody black. Okay. Exactly. We got to see where the mermaids swim. We got to see the ocean and all of the things. I had a great time, friend. And it was, I had a great time. We'll we'll get into the movie, but just, I also had a great time with you specifically. Girl, with a little, you know, we did a little kiki in the movies here and there. We did. I love the Kiki in the movie and that's one of the bonuses of like not going to see a movie right when it's like as hot as it is because mm-hmm. our theater probably wasn't even at 50% capacity. So yeah, there we were people in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to like make a little comment to Sharika on the side, it wasn't like I was disturbing the movie or disturbing the piece. We mm-hmm. have several little moments of a little in-person Kiki. Um, yeah. But I'm curious, Sharika, leading up to it, what were mm-hmm. your expectations? What made you excited to see? And then um, I'll let the people know what I was thinking before and then after. Okay. So leading up to it, I was excited Okay, The Little Mermaid was not has not been ever been my favorite Disney movie. I like a lot of them, but The Little Mermaid probably was not on my top list um, because I was just maybe when it came out. I don't even know what year it came out, but I was very young. If you know, I was very young, and so that Ursula was giving scary vibes at that ch- age of my childhood, and I was just like, ooh, I don't. I mean, I get it, the the mermaids and all that, but that lady's a little creepy. So I like the mermaids. I've always been an underwater girl. I love, like I told y'all last week, I love the beach. I love the water. So I do love that aspect. What I did love was the Little Mermaid cartoon. That was a great time. I love that little Saturday. I think it was a Saturday morning cartoon. The Little Mermaid with Ariel. That was great because it wasn't like the intensity of the, you know, of the movie. And then, you know, with a little cartoon, 30 minutes, it has a little lesson and the story's wrapped up by the end of the 30 minutes or less. And, and you've had a great time. So I was looking forward to what I was looking forward to in this movie was to see how they depicted all of the beauty of the ocean. In the trailer, I saw her beautiful tail. It wasn't just the basic, 
what we think of a like a, a, a fish tail on a lady. It was a beautiful tail, and so everything I I wanted to see all the things that they the visual the visuals are what I was looking forward to. Um, um that and I I knew the story I heard the storyline was a little different, so I was interested to see what was different about the little storyline than the original that I was familiar with. So those were the things that I was looking forward to. And, but always also I was there to support the black young girl, young woman, I mean. So, you know, rooting and betting on all things black over here. <laughs> uh, opposite of you, friend, the Little Mermaid was always one of my favorites as a kid. It was mm. the Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Those were like my top two before Mulan came out. Once Mulan came, sorry, everybody else. Uh, Mulan is the best. I love it. Mulan. Is the it best. Is. The songs are so fire, except for the mirror one. Everything <laughs> reflections. But how dare or whatever. you, Sharika? You're always coming with the crazy opinion. I don't like the, the emotional you? songs of the Disney movies. I don't know why. As emotional of a girl I am, those I was about ones, to say that. <laughs> Like those, one of the most emotional I friends I have doesn't like the emotional song. I know I love the peppy upbeat. Let's have a great time. This is a party song. That's fair. Maybe it's because you feel them so deeply and you're like, I didn't come here to feel this. Exactly. I came here for the Disney magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I love the little, little mermaid. So when I heard they were doing that remake, honestly, I wasn't that thrilled at first because I haven't seen any of the live action things that I was like, Oh, oh. that was great. So I've I know they did all. the live action Beauty and the Beast. I haven't seen that mm-hmm. one yet because I'm just like, is it going to be that great? I haven't seen the live action Mulan, even though I love Mulan. I did see it. the live action Aladdin, and I thought that was great, mainly because Will Smith's acting in it. Oh, he was just so funny and fun. But that was like the only one. Did you do the, see the I, Lion King? Live action Lion King? Mm-hmm. No. Girl, what Beyonce? I know the soundtrack. Oh. Uh, yeah. So as y'all can see, live action, not really my vibe. Nothing against it, but I'm like, mm-hmm. the cartoon was so good. And there's only so much you can do. A cartoon, the world is your oyster. With people, it's like we're people. You know, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. But the controversy surrounding the casting is what roped me in. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that people were debating the skin color of this mythical creature. They were very, very upset that mm-hmm. she was not white. And anytime there's something like that, you know, I'm not sticking my toe into the conversation. I'm diving in deep <laughs> because how dare you? This is a mythical creature. So is that enough? We're not going to have diversity like in our quote unquote people movies but now we want to come for the cartoons now we want to come for the mythical creatures in this conversation i found out that the same thing happened when there were like uh, lord of the rings they wanted to make some of the high hobbits diverse and people were mad and i'm like it's a hobbit no one cares <laughs> there's another thing with like elves or something people were mad they're like the elves can't be black evidently this happens in video game worlds a lot when they start to add diverse characters uh then the people are upset here's the thing it's like horton here's a who we are here we are here we exist and it is absolutely logical that because we exist that reflection should be in the things that we are using to entertain one another who cares if the little mermaid has brown skin this time around i was here for it and that's the only reason I'm not going to lie because I told y'all how many live action things I've seen. Pretty much one, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't really care about it. But what I'm going to do is support Black art and people of color because the the pushback is just so crazy. So, of course, I'm going to give it my dollar. So I'm like, you know what, Haley Bailey, I've never listened to a single CD. (laughs) I don't know your music. I know that you and your sister were artist that Beyonce kind of took under her wing. I know that the voice wise, very talented. But outside of that, I don't, I couldn't tell you one Haley Bailey song right now, but I can tell you what she was doing in Little Mermaid. (laughs) And that's it. 
So honestly, that's the reason I wanted to go see it, friend. And um, we went and saw it. Yeah. So see, and I, I I I used to watch Hallie and um Chloe on Grownish, so I did know her from there. And I, I oh, I didn't know they were up there, girl. Yeah, I've never I've never seen Grownish. I just saw Blackish. See, I didn't watch Blackish, but I watched Grownish. Girl, the Juneteenth episode of Blackish. So good. I think Honestly, I saw that's the, gonna be my recommend. The, like I think I saw a clip of it of that one, or maybe I saw that episode. But yeah, I didn't really watch Blackish, but I did watch Grownish and she was on there. Um and she was a good little actress. I mean, I, I never saw anything bad with her work, but I do you I can see why they chose her for the little mermaid. There's mm. like an innocence in like uh and I'm not saying this may be her personality, but she just comes across very I don't. I don't want to say a childlike innocence, but I can't even think of of anything. She has Disney princess vibes. She does, Uh Uh and her voice, and her look, and her eyes, and her Uh smile. Uh She's just got that it factor. So I was um, pleased, pleased at the casting. And then I thought to myself, who else in Hollywood could they have chosen? And I'm like, some people are like, you know, and are so interchangeable, and it really wouldn't have mattered Uh who those other people would have been. But I think Haley was a very, very good choice. I mean, I think Selena Gomez, she has a little innocent face too, which is why when some of her lyrics are racy, I'm like, oh, look at this little child. What are you singing about, girl? (laughs) Mm. Ah, So uh, as the movie played, I had my thoughts, of course. Sharika. The challenge sometimes with live action is what we've already hinted on, and that is creating the beauty and the color and the characters mm-hmm. that you can do when you're just drawing, not just mm-hmm. drawing, not to the little artists, right. but fine art, but when you're drawing it out. That being said, I loved the Caribbean feel. I felt like this was captured much more in the live action than the cartoon, mm-hmm. the space, and they had the cast. Um, The cast in general was diverse. It wasn't just the yes. Little Mermaid. I love seeing... Lots of different people, different ages, different hairstyles. All of that was beautiful. And I love seeing more of the island and just like a lot of the underscore music felt like very Caribbean to me. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. love it. Sharika, Mm -hmm. how did you feel about the overall cinematography? Thought it was great. Um, I think we get more of the land like life on the land than we did in the original movie. I think Mm -hmm. we saw the castle and that was probably about it. So you, I see that, you know, when you said the Caribbean show, you really see felt that in the people that were on, on land. I don't want to know if it was an Island or what they would call it, but the people, and I love the, um, the diversity. And I love, I feel like they added a little, more texture to the story or like made it a little more um added a little more meat to the story so I think that was good mm-hmm. absolutely and I should I should have uh paused to say oh I got the Caribbean feel when I'm talking to someone who like has family there and knows that feel a lot more than I do but I like like the colors and mm-hmm. the fluidity and the costuming and the open spaces and the feel of like a busy marketplace like the parts of the Caribbean that I've seen and experienced have felt like that so I was Mm. like okay we know where we're at that being said I don't think the lobsters no he's not a lobster the crab's accent let us know where we were at I was like I here's the thing Dave David Diggs loved him in Hamilton one of my favorite characters Mm absolutely killed it but two things can be true he could have been great for that and he was great for that everything i saw him in when it came to blackish the tv show he was great i wish they had gotten someone from the caribbean or said that made, online mm-hmm. yeah for, just like once again there's so much talent out there the caribbean has their own version of hollywood like just get a caribbean actor or Make David Diggs sit with the proper voice coach. I just felt like we put a lot of energy into other aspects 
of this production. And this is one aspect that somebody said, it's fine, whatever he's, whatever he wants to do. And mm-hmm. I heard in an interview, they asked him like, okay, well, what were you trying to, which island were you trying to capture? Is it Jamaica? Is it Kirsten Caicos? Is it Barbados? And he's like, he's a crab. He's not from anywhere. And it's like, no, sir. Like <laughs> one of the, <laughs> one of the tenets of acting is being specific. Like, mm-hmm. That is huge when it comes to theater and putting real life on stage. And you're out here trying to generalize instead of just saying, you know what? That's a great question and one that I wish I had dove into more of myself. I think I tried to just go for something general and that's why I missed the mark. But we had a lot of fun. Just, just be gonna say you missed the mark, but you really did. Listen, Sharika, there have been times in my life that I have missed the mark and it is a learning opportunity. I think as an artist, especially an artist and a Christian. Well, I should just extend this to all areas of life, but I'll just speak for myself. As a Christian, if I can't acknowledge where I missed the mark, then I am not being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and I'm going to stay in sin. If, that is as an, true. As an artist, if I cannot acknowledge where I missed the mark, then I am not going to be creating at my best ability. And then we go into the whole talk of like dead art versus live art. I love that term versus like Christian versus non-Christian. It's like whatever, because people will slap a cross or mm. throw a Jesus cr- character into something and be like, it's Christian art. And it will be terrible. Like, no, you know, (laughs) when Mm -hmm. they made the temple, they had the same gifts and tools that they used to make the dead calf. You know, Mm -hmm. one was about producing life and glorifying God and excellence. And one wasn't. So you can have really good art. Like, I'm sure the calf was beautiful, but the calf had no life. And Mm -hmm. neither did that crab's accent. (laughs) It had no life. It was dead. And at times hard for me to listen to, and I, I know I said I'm rooting for everybody black. I am, but at the same time, rooting for you means being honest with you. That missed the mark for me. Sharika, anything really, else? Oh, you that agree? Crab, the, that crab <laughs> was terrible. The accent was terrible and it was kind of annoying. And I wish they could have gotten some. And the thing is, you know, just like English ac- actors, you know, have to learn the you know, American accent, if you call it that. Like there's a lot of Caribbean actors that people don't recognize that are Caribbean actors because they cover their accent just like a British person may cut it, cover theirs. And so, you know what? We could have found somebody else with the, oh, you know what else? Oh, was it, sorry, let me finish this off. We could have found somebody better who actually had an authentic accent that would have done better. Also, I did not like the scuttle. I did not like No, uh, who Aquafina. was, I recognize the voice. Aquafina. Who was that? Aquafina. Aquafina's Aquafina. for me. I don't let me it. Google her. I recognize yeah. her voice though. She so was in I Crazy was like, Rich Asians. Oh, she was, mm-hmm. she was in Crazy Rich Asians, and she's been on other things too. But I did not love her as Scuttle, um, no. mainly because, and this is going to be make be trash, but I'm I don't love her voice, and so I, I think she's like I thought she was fine in Crazy Rich Asians, and I think her acting is okay because I can like it's like the voice is is a part of the thing, but she's doing other things physical things and things like that when all I have to do is focus on your voice it's I just hated it I hated it I hated it I did not like her as scuttle I did not like I didn't like any part of her being scuttle I didn't like the song that she did I didn't love it I just didn't know I can see how the timbre of her voice could be alluring for the character of the bird but once again it lacked a certain je ne sais quoi that makes those mm-hmm. characters come to life I think yeah. about the Marvel series and Groot Groot mm-hmm. only ever had one little line his name and he killed it like somehow yeah. I love Groot I knew exactly what he was feeling what he was thinking Groot brought me to tears same thing with the little raccoon like mm-hmm. I love that little raccoon and it's just in the artistry and taking what you're doing seriously like I know some of my old students or maybe old co-workers would be like oh, Sabrina you just took it too seriously and I'm like yes because that's what produces excellence you don't take stuff mm. serious and this is what you get you get the scuttle that we got you get the crab that we got <laughs> and it's okay and, and it really could have been better than okay that you know what that that you brought that group that is a good 
good example. I, you know, I think Vin Diesel, which is interesting to me anyway, but he killed it. Go, Ben. <laughs> I know, but you know what? That's right. He literally was only saying one word and we got the emotions. We got, we got it. We felt it. And you're right. That scuttle, she said a lot of words and they were just like, the feeling was not there, yeah, but the they, voice could have worked. But I just, I don't know. I feel like they kind of, and maybe we're putting too much onus on the actors. And this is where a good director steps in because a good director sees the potential because I see the potential in David Dees. I mean, he's amazing. I see the potential in the voice of Aquafina, but it's like, it just laid there. They said, they said, that's good. That's good you know, enough instead of being maybe great. Maybe the crab could have, maybe David, he could have done better, but I, I don't, I feel Aquafina did the best she could. I feel like it was giving all, <laughs> I, I feel like oh, she gave all maybe. she could give. And it was never going to be good enough for me because I don't like, I don't like her, I don't like her style of, like, like her acting style. Yeah. It's that's very all fair. over the place. And I guess maybe that's why they chose him, her for the bird. But I just didn't love it. I could have gotten more from the sisters. I love that scene in the beginning where we see all of the sisters. And I'm like, ooh, the sisters are giving. Someone said it reminded them of, like, the old America's Next Top model shoots. And I agree. Mm. But then I never saw the sister sister again. And I was like, no, come back, big hair sister. Her voice or nothing. I'm like, dang it. But that's fine. I guess they were like, we gave y'all the mermaid shit up. So that was that. (laughs) But the sisters underwater, I mean, that was a beautiful cinematography. There was great. I felt like the dad's energy was like, he was so captivating on screen. But then because Mm. all the characters around him were as strong, it kind of felt awkward at times. Mm. Um, Melissa as... Ursula is a huge part to play. I feel like she gave it her all. Um, would I have maybe wanted to see a different actor or actress in that role? Sure. Don't think she was bad. I think she was right along with the crab and scuttle. So I, I, this is where I disagree, friend. I think she did. Good. I really liked her. So you know what? Originally, when this came, was coming out, I heard that Queen Latifah was going to be Ursula, which no. she was in the um, she did the live at the stage one. Like the one that comes on, like usually like around Christmas time or Thanksgiving time, ABC does one of the Disney shows on stage and they play it like yeah. on a weeknight. She I can't Queen see Latifah, Queen Latifah, Latifah doing that. that. She mm. was on that. Wasn't great. So no, I can she tell. wasn't great. Mm-hmm. She wasn't it. But I thought I thought Melissa did good. I liked I liked her. Um, there was I think over like I can't see anybody else doing it. I couldn't see anybody else doing it. Um. Yeah, I I liked it. The things about her role that I didn't like were things that were not her. So like there was parts where she was talking about uh King Triton, and she would call him Daddy. I didn't love that because she was saying that he was her brother, and I get that she was like I don't know. I just didn't like. There was a couple times the couple of the daddies. I was just like that this could be confusing and I don't love that. And so that was some of the parts I didn't like about her portrayal, but I think her portrayal of the character, I mean, that was some of the things I didn't like about that character, but the her portrayal of Eric, of um, Ursula, I thought she did really good. I thought she was similar to the original, but still made it her own. And I thought she did good. Unfortunately, I just think she's so adorable. I just couldn't go there. Really? She would do things and I would just be giggling. I felt the, and this isn't her fault, but like the, the makeup wasn't like hitting. I just, Mm. once again, she was not terrible, but I don't think it was, it's it's not something that like five years from now, we're going to be like, oh my gosh, her as Ursula, like that was it. It's just like, oh, was nice. Moving yeah, I didn't like to... when she was playing big when Ursula was supposed to be in at her most powerful. Didn't love that. That part of it was not great yeah. for me. Yeah, because she wasn't bringing large and life energy to the other part. Mm-hmm. So then when it was that, it was like she was exposed. And it yep. wasn't bad. It just was that. 
another very much awkward was now Prince Eric. Hey, you were adorable, <laughs> but when you sang that little song, the shoulder and all the breath work and all of that, it was just giving now the audience is uncomfortable because it was like you're you were emoting and I can understand that, but sometimes the best way to put the emotions out is to pull back. And mm. so that little song and the walking through when he was trying to find the girl, I think if he was on stage, nailed it. Mm. But on screen, it is a different ball game. And that's why as we're talking out our feelings of this movie, I need to look up who the director was because I'm starting to think all these things that we're discussing, they're fixable things. Mm. They're fixable things if you have the right director who is leading the talent in the way that will help them to shine. And like that song, that was so uncomfortable for me. <laughs> do you know the song I'm talking about? I do because I think okay. you said it in the movie and I was like, I agree. <laughs> and you know what it reminds me of? And I hopefully I don't get roasted for this, but it reminded <laughs> me of the live action version of Aladdin since you said that. The Princess Jasmine song, I felt that way about that song in that movie. Mm. I felt that same way. Like, I felt like you were like you wanted, you were trying to pull this emotion out of me that I don't believe. It wasn't believable. You nailed it. It wasn't. And he did fine in his part. And there were so many other, like I could see with all of the talent we're talking about, I can see their talent and potential. Mm-hmm. It just didn't quite land always. That being yeah. said, I felt like the little mermaid, she did her thing. Oh, I yeah. felt like it wasn't forced. Um, I think she has some acting chops there. I felt she was mm-hmm. believable. And obviously, her voice it's great so that's all I really have to say about uh, her I I thought she was fine I love the queen I felt she brought like this regal energy to this to the Mm -hmm. screen as did I don't know what was up with the queen and her little what was that guy to her Grimsby advisor like yeah yeah yeah, I don't they were giving a little (laughs) we have a little uh you know they were familiar vibes me and Mrs. Jones yes familiar period but I also really liked that actor. Like that was casted was very say, well. And I liked, I liked the way he played that part. Like Grimsby mm-hmm. in the main Little Mermaid, he was there, but he was, his presence was like, he was very forgettable in my eyes. This guy was memorable and I love he, him giving like, he was giving. I'm not your daddy, but I love you and I care about you. I'm going to give you yeah, that is what he was exactly. giving. And I liked him. I liked the, um, the other black lady that was the, like, that was like helping, you know, head of the dress. servants. Yes, yeah. Her. I liked her. I liked her too. too. I liked her. I even liked the little dog. The little dog was I giving everything. The other, the white young woman that was with the servant. I didn't, I wasn't, I, I didn't get her vibe. She was giving me jealous. She was giving me, I'm looking oh. down on you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I got that from, but I, I didn't know what she was playing at. Like, I didn't know. I didn't, she did Because didn't, the director didn't tell her what her Right. That's what I'm saying. She was, was giving something I'm not sure, <laughs> yeah. like, came across clearly. Her, her, whatever she was trying to present did not come across clearly to me. It's like, do you have a crush on Eric? Do you suspect Ariel being evil? Like, what's the... It wasn't... I forgot about her until this moment, but you're right. One, a forgettable performance, but also, two, you're right. Um, Her motivation did not come across clearly Mm -hmm. on screen. So it was another thing that made it kind of fall flat. Um, The castle, you mentioned the castle earlier absolutely gorgeous i like that we got to spend a little bit more time there i love that moment that she had with eric and i guess it was maybe the father study i even like the angle of eric being adopted i don't know Mm. how that helped to press the story forward maybe it helped in the way that like i can identify with feeling out of place Mm. like she feels out of place in the ocean i was just adopted and now i'm going to be the future king and Blah, blah, blah. But I thought their chemistry was great. You know who I like? They were on only on the screen for a short period of time. But I feel like they gave everything that needed to give be given. And that was, I don't even remember if she had a name. But it was when Ursula became a human. That actually, oh, yes. whatever she, whatever she, whatever her name was. 
I felt like she gave everything that needed to be given. We we hated her. I loved we did. her. Like she was giving, I think she acted that part great. And she, you know, she was giving, I'm fake, but also like, I, like I'm putting on an act, but I'm pretending to be sweet, but I'm not. And she was, she did good. I liked her, whoever she was. Yeah, she took up space on on the screen in the best way and that's what you have to do um as a film mm-hmm. actress she knew what she was supposed to do and she accomplished it she delivered. so absolutely she delivered. delivered i think that that part at the end which was terrifying as a child and it was equally scary as an adult i think there was one point when you were like does the theater need to be this start like is no light but like Ursula, I said that goes, at the first scene. Yeah, I'm at like, the beginning. On the, can y'all bring a little backlight? Come on, what <laughs> so, is going on? It's so dark. I'm like, is it believable that Ursula didn't see that boat coming and she was just able to get stabbed so quickly I felt like and she then die? But didn't move. Didn't move. So I'm like, once again, somebody needed to call this out. And this is a little side note. Once again, you as an individual, fearfully and wonderfully made, there are some things the Lord put in your heart and you're the only person who can bring it to light. So don't hold back, please, for the love of God. Because that, then we have scenes like this where me and Sharika are like, clearly she saw the boat coming and didn't move. And I know someone had that thought in the editing. I know they did, but because they didn't want to upset the boss or be that one person who has something to say, they didn't say it. And now the audience is saying it. You know like what, that was not believable. He could have turned slower. They could have sped the boat up faster. Right. It just felt like, we see this coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, I'm stabbed. It was like, girl, we knew. <laughs> it exactly. It's like, girl, move out the way. Move, Earth. Get out the way. Get out the way. Some of y'all will get that reference. Some of you won't. And that's okay. But yeah, so that that part was wild. I will say, though, at the end, when... Mm-hmm. The father came to the boat on her wedding day. Why am I in tears in this movie, y'all? This mediocre movie. And I'm sitting there about to bawl like a baby because I just, I love those little sentimental moments, especially Mm -hmm. between like a parent and their kid on screen. It just gets me every time. I feel like that's one of the strongest bonds you ever will have in your life with your parent. So I just was like moved to tears. He's like, hey, I get it. I'm going to let you go. But not just like, not only did he give her legs, but then he like gave them a little ocean wave to ride off to their honeymoon. And I thought this is just the sweetest little thing. I'm mad. I'm mad that you said this mediocre movie. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was, I didn't think it was mediocre. I thought it was good for what it was. But um, I I love I like the the King Triton. Um, I I did love that that moment where he gave her her, her legs. I love that. I would have you know what I would have liked though. I would have liked to like I feel like her her thing was basically she felt like her father didn't see her, and that um and that he didn't understand her and he didn't. But when he did, I wish, and he gave her 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 legs. Like, I feel like he shared that moment with Sebastian, but he should have shared that moment with his daughter. I would have loved to see him be like, because I feel like they did that in the movie, but it was like, I felt like he never really was like, I get it. Or I I love, I mean, I think he said he loved her in the end, but like, I feel like I wanted him to be like, I see you now. Or I, I, I let what happened to your mom you know, cloud my vision, but I can clearly see you now. I don't know. I just wanted, I needed, I don't know. I just felt like he just was like, yeah, I was wrong. Let me give her her legs. And then she got her legs. I feel like you should have said that to her. Uh, I agree with you while also knowing that it is so hard sometimes to voice the thing that you're wrong about or the thing you feel strong about. It's sometimes Mm -hmm. just easier to do the thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I, I agree with you that you should voice it. Absolutely. And I hope that if I'm ever a parent, I will take the opportunity to voice, voice it and not just do an action. Like I remember sometimes as a kid, if I got in trouble and my parent was like, 
okay, I'm acknowledging that like maybe my anger got a little more level eight when I meant to be level five. But instead of saying that, I'm just going to make your favorite thing for dinner mm-hmm. and then be like, hey, I have some kielbasa and scalloped potatoes with cheese. And then me as a kid being like, well, I'm not hungry knowing I'm so hungry. But, you know, it's like, yeah, for those mm-hmm. reasons, let's just voice it. But also the scalloped potatoes in the kielbasa, it's appreciated. And I'm going to eat it every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, and the reason I say mediocre, Sharika, is because when you think about this, can you give, like, your top three moments that you're like, that this movie is the best because of, Mm, and a hush fell over the crowd? Because all of the moments that you can think of will take you back to the cartoon. Like, we love Under the Sea. Now, it's a lot harder to do that. We know with live action, everything, but just the feeling and the voice and the instrumentation, like, it was everything. And then I can I can only remember one part during Under the Sea that I was like, oh, that's so cute. When the Little Mermaid was on the sea turtles and they were, like, walking for it. Like, yeah, the choreography was so cute. But then I'm like, uh, when I think of Kiss the Girl, I can't can't like I can't think of moments that I was like maybe when Ariel was singing part of your world just because her voice is so beautiful Mm -hmm. but then the moment died a little bit for me when she stuck her little hand in the camera I felt like the shot was just a little bit too long and then it made it a little cringe a little awkward and I know they do that in the cartoon when her hand is extended but in the live action it just didn't hit so love it. I would say I agree. But the kiss the girl and 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 the under under the seat feels enormous in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. It felt big. It felt like it felt big. I will say it was underwhelming in this movie. It felt like I, I needed more. I felt like I don't know what was the more, but it felt lacking. And I agree the same with Kiss the Girl. I felt like it was lacking. I agree. But uh, but if I'm comparing this to all the other live actions movies, it's top two with Beauty. Didn't oh, okay. I, I didn't love the Mulan? No, I didn't love the Mulan. Um, Lion King, not that. Didn't love that one either. Um, what was the one? What was the? Oh, Aladdin was. Yep, it would be three. Aladdin would be three for me. Yeah, Aladdin it would be so I think good. This top two. I think this. I think this is two. I think Beauty and the Beast had moments too, but I think it was good. Now, I don't think any of them um, have replaced the cartoon version for me. I feel like they're two different things and I'm okay with having both. Like people remaking things a million times does not bother me. I will always return to the one I love. So you can make another one that's just like you. You chose not to see the other one. It does not mean that the first one didn't exist. You don't have to partake in it if you don't enjoy it. So if somebody, you know, wants to make something new to introduce it to a new generation, I'm for it. I will never be like, oh, you'll mess up the first one. The first one is still right there and available to be watched and viewed. There you go. Couldn't have said it better myself. I still would encourage those of you who haven't seen it to go see it. Mm -hmm. Support this movie. Support what Disney is doing. I mean, diversity and casting is very important and I appreciate their efforts. I agree. It was a good time. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just my, All right. And, I, and I, I was lastly to say, sometimes it's not even the thing that you're doing. It's the effort and energy you put behind it. If you go mm-hmm. there with a group, good group or just it, whatever it was, it could be lackluster, but because the company was good, the, you know, you made it an event that could elevate the situation as well. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of elevation, we now go to God's word. We need a little music cue, Sharika, so it can be like the sound of the heavens opening up when we go to the scripture funnies or whatever this section is called. Um, I, we are in John today, John chapter 2, 23 through 25. And a reminder to you all, when I share these scriptures, I'm sharing the message version because I've read through the Bible. Is this my third or fourth time? I've read the New King James Version and I've read the NLT. So this must be my third time. Um, and I've never read through the Bible, the message version. So that's mm-hmm. why it's always the message version. I know sometimes it sounds very casual and some of you might be like, is she reading the word? I am. It's just, you know, the casual version. Uh, so here we are. During the time he was in Jerusalem, those days of the Passover feast, many people noticed the signs he was displaying and seeing they pointed straight to God and trusted their lives to him. But Jesus didn't entrust his life to them. He knew them inside out. 
knew how untrustworthy they were. He didn't need any help in seeing right through them. This just made me laugh so hard because sometimes as I'm reading it, it just comes across so sweet. And I'm like, oh, they entrusted their lives. And then they're like, yeah, but also Jesus knew they were trifling and it was not return. It was unrequited love. Like, obviously, he loves us more than we'll ever know. But I just thought it was it was so funny how they were like, they trusted Jesus, but Jesus didn't trust them because he knew how they were. So that's where we are. Thank you, John, for today's giggles. Sharika, are you expressing anything today? I do have something to express and it 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 spawned from what you said at the beginning about controlling your mindset and i think that is exactly where i find myself in the in the past few weeks um my expresses are always things that i'm going through they're my little life lessons that i just while sometimes i've made it through yet most of the ones that i've brought up as i've done this uh um segment have all been things that i'm currently going through so my um my expresses today is about controlling your mindset and in the bible it talks about taking every thought captive and um for me where i'm right now I'm, you know, your mind is, your mind can be all over the place. You could, thoughts be coming from all over the place. Some you recognize as ridiculous. And then some you hold on to and, and they become almost back to you and they may not be. So it's about controlling the mindset and holding up the things that come to your mind, um, uh, holding up against the word of God. Do the, do they track? Do they, does this sound valid? Or are these words from the enemy that may be coming to destroy you? or to distract you or to make your soul downcast you know the things that we you know our mind is a beautiful place but it can also be a dangerous place um, if we are not filling our mind with the things of Christ and the things uh, that the Lord says Um, there's a lot of things that are going on in this world a lot of things we ingest and they could just have a playground of make a playground of our mindset. So it's important to make sure that we are controlling our mindset and the that the thoughts that we come that come into our mind, we're taking them captive and making sure that we're not settling on the things that are untrue or the things that are not lovely. The Lord says to think on things that are lovely, that are true, and making sure that what we settle our mind and hearts on are the things of God. So that is what I would like to express to you all today. I hope that you guys have had a great time mm-hmm. with us. <laughs> ah, time flew today. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sabrina, do you have a recommendation for us today? I do. And it's a recommendation that our conversation led us to. And that is that Juneteenth episode of Blackish. It is so funny. I guess my recommendation Mm. actually should be The Little Mermaid. But yet, let's do The Little Mermaid, but then also the Juneteenth (laughs) episode of (laughs) Blackish. It was so, so good. And I think maybe we'll talk more about Juneteenth uh, the next episode. So y'all watch that episode sometime this week. So that next week, when we talk about all the things, y'all can be up on game. Sharika, what are you recommending today? So my recommend is kind of spawned off of what we talked about today, too. I'm going to recommend you guys check out the live action version of, of um. I was going to say, I'm just trying to debate between Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, but I think I like the the Beauty and the Beast. Let's go with Beauty and the Beast and and just see, you know, I, I just give me your thoughts on that. I want to see if y'all, you know, think they did a good job compared to, but I felt like it was very close to the original. There are some things that are changed that I think happens in all the live action ones, but I think most for the most part they stayed very closely to to the um original and I liked it well guys it's been fun it's been real it's been real fun but we um want to thank you guys for your time and we uh want to send always send our love and shout out to our brother EB who's doing his thing you know he when he's available he'll pop on and when he's not he won't because he can't but we we always want to mention that we love him and he'll be with us when he can um sabrina anything else you have to say before we head out drink your water and enjoy these lazy hazy summer days yes stay hydrated stay well be blessed and if life tries to knock you down make sure you kick back